Welcome to the One About Podcast, a show where two friends get together to talk about a different topic each week. This week, we go into the third movie in the Predator franchise with interesting results. This is the one about Predators. I'm your host, Dean. I also go by on this call in places around the internet, and I'm joined this week, as always, by my man, John. John, what has been going on with you this week? It has been a minute. I haven't really talked to you this week. Curious what's going on in John land. It's, um, it's sunny out. That's that's a yeah. change of pace for when we record. Yeah, uh, it's definitely sunny out. Um, I had to start playing Switch. So hey. I'm playing uh, Legend oh, of Zelda. Did you get the box for your PS5? I totally cut you off, but yes, I'm so curious about the PS5. <laughs> I did. So I did get the box for my PS5. I got it on Sunday. When uh, was it supposed to come? Uh, it's a three to five business day, so that tracks, I guess. Okay. But okay. Sunday's not a business day. But you know, whatever. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> three to five days. Yeah. Um, and then um, I got it at a time where all the FedExes were closed, so I had to wait till uh, Monday, which you know made me cry a little bit inside. But uh, nine o'clock on the dot, I was in that FedEx with the box. But I was making sure I had everything. They were like, "Is this a warranty repair or?" like you have to pay for it or some shit and first of all i didn't know that they offered that kind of service like mm-hmm. you'd have to shell out whatever money that they deem is acceptable for the repairs that they did yeah. which for a ps5 i totally understand why someone would do that especially at this point in time for sure um but like you had to like have your proof of purchase and a print out of that and then you had to like sign your life away with blood ink uh so they can actually take it apart and fix it left leg and firstborn yep Uh and then uh i mean it was pretty uh strict and easy to follow instructions and then like i just sent it off um i could look at the tracking number do i have the tracking number on hand i don't think i do it's on the fridge i made sure i wouldn't lose it so i magnet it to the fridge because um What's funny is when I went to FedEx, like it was actually really busy. And uh, the guy was like, okay, who came between me and a, another uh, person waiting? And I pointed at that person. He started helping him. was like, oh, you just dropping off? I was like, yeah, I'm just dropping off. It's like, oh, you can just drop the packet off right there. I dropped it off and I was about to leave. And I was like, oh, wait, I have to make sure. Like, what are you sending? It's like PS5. His eyes got wide, dropped everything he's doing. He's like, oh, shit, really? I was like, yeah, it kind of bricked. Um, he's like, oh my god, and he's just start asking me all these questions, totally disregarding the person he's working with, and he's just like, I was like, so there was like a little piece on the top of the return label that they send you, and I was like, yeah. do I need to give you this? This is technically like an invoice of what was supposed to be in the package, and he's like, no, 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 you don't need that. Hey, do you want a copy of your receipt? And I was like, do I need one? I was like, not really, but you should definitely get one. Blah blah blah. And he just totally started helping me and forgot about the person he was talking to. And I was laughing. I was like, it, but no offense. It, if the roles were reversed, I would do the same thing. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy. I don't know what he's shipping, but it ain't this. He's like, he's like I didn't even know what happened, how it happened. And he's like, oh, it sucks. You're going to be on your PS4. I was like, no, I can't go back. It's like, there's no way. <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm just going to be playing my Switch. That's it. Anytime I need to go on a PS4, I just go to the boys' room and log on for like two seconds. But uh, yeah, uh, that was on Monday. Okay. Um, on the return label, of course, it's being shipped to Texas. So it's probably just arrived. I don't know. I'll check the tracking number later. I just, 
out of sight, out of mind for right now. Um, just hoping I get it back, you know, by the end of the year. Throw a little salt in that wound. Thanks. But, um, interesting side note, I started playing, um, Calamities of Hyrule. Is that it? Age of Calamity. That's it. Age of Calamity. Um, the only thing I don't like about it as of now is, uh, the movement controls. Like, it just seems really weird. I don't know. Like, it does it, first it, it Muso? yeah it's my first muso and like since they're using the basically the whole art style that is uh the breath of the wild um it just seems really jarring and like kind of stuttery sometimes it's not as fluid that's what i'm trying to say it's funny like i said that because i knew exactly what you meant as soon as mm-hmm. you said it even mm-hmm. though like I didn't I never thought about that before you said that. But as soon mm-hmm. as you did, I was like, oh, I know exactly what it means. Yeah. It's like it's not also Age of Calamity runs kind of bad on Switch. So there is that, but um but they just Yeah, there's just least... something about the way that Muso games move. That, yeah. Like it's not normal. I don't know how to describe it though. Yeah, I mean it's it's a third person overview. But it's like the targeting's weird. Uh, other than like you know like main bosses, like you click down on the R stick and then it automatically targets like a main boss. But like you can still directionally attack in different ways, but still be focused on that boss, which I thought was weird. But um, it's fun. I mean, it's my type of game where like you can build up your characters. You could fuse weapons to get certain power ups on your weapons yeah. and stuff like that. So I mean, I'm. I, I'm thinking I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. And then after that, I'm probably going to play Hades, depending on how long it takes. Because I think I'm going to blow through this game pretty quickly. <laughs> so right. that's a no? Uh, so just out of morbid curiosity, I was like, how long? I went to How Long to Beat, one of my favorite websites, um, and pulled up Age of Calamity just for the story. If you blitz through the story, did nothing else, 23 and a half hours. Oh, dude, that's nothing. And uh, if you want to do, like, the extra shit, but still pretty much just blitzing through it, 38 hours. If you want to do everything, 73 and a half hours. Okay, for um, comparativeness, look yeah. up what it, how, much, how long it would be for Demon Souls, because I platinumed that. But I thoroughly enjoyed that game, and I was very I'm methodical in playing I'm, like, that. on how long to be, searching for how long to be. <laughs> so main story blitz is 24 hours so about the same completionist uh it says 58 i don't know you would have to tell me but that seems a little high from what i know nope, about completing that is, the game no 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 that is accurate as hell um because completionist includes getting the uh penetrator armor sure and the penetrator armor if you knew everything from jump from starting the game what to do um that you have to play through the game at least twice fully um by that i mean you have to collect what is it 13 coins and for each playthrough there's a possibility to get seven coins yeah about seven coins 
um, but you have to play them in fractured mode. So in order to unlock fractured mode, you have to give them like 60,000 souls, like 40,000 souls. And fractured mode is basically everything's flipped in the map. And then also uh, you have to have the world either be pure white or pure black tendency. Um, and if you fuck up on a playthrough, there's no way to get it back to pure white. So what you usually do on your first playthrough, this is again, you have to know what you're doing from jump when you first start playing the game, or you'll immediately sure. fuck up, is sure. you get it to pure black tendency as soon as possible, get to whatever point you need to go to um, to get the coins, and then by beating the bosses, you turn it back to pure white. But you have go... to do it in a specific way, in a specific order. I'm going to go to PSN profiles because, like, I trust their time estimates for the most part when it comes to getting the Platinum Trophy, which is what we're really talking about here. Yeah. Um, I don't, wait, is getting the the Penetrator Demon Armor a part of Platinum? I don't think it is. Is it? Probably not. Uh, Actually, it might be. I have no idea. Um, but when I pull that up, the trophy guide says 40 hours for Platinum. Yeah, but uh, I so. think getting that armor does, has nothing to do with platinum. Uh, getting the platinum, though, does also require two full playthroughs because you need a specific soul to get a spell, and then you need specific boss souls to get certain magic spells. So, sure. again, it's it's multiple playthroughs. Uh, I think at bare minimum, it's two full on playthroughs, for me it took two and a half. Sure, and like I'm, I'm not saying that. The, so <clears throat> all this is just me saying like this forty hour estimate is more like what I expected based on your question because you got the platform right. Yeah. So like that, this forty hours assumes that you're following this guide from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're not, like, I mean, it could take you a thousand hours to get platinum. It's oh, not really a man. relevant factoid, though. There's, right? like, yeah, there's so many. That's why I kind of like Demon Souls. It's one of those games where, like, grinding is can be super fun and super frustrating as well. Um, especially, like, since I went out of my way to get all of the lore-specific weapons, which sure. involves beating Black Phantom NPCs. Which, depending on the NPC, like, you have to look up how to cheese that shit. It's pretty fucked up. Have you... <laughs> this totally a tangent uh, that has, that's apropos of nothing that we've been talking about, per se. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but I'm just kind of, like, on how long to be browsing around now. I, again, I love this website. But um, have you seen and are you interested at all in Deathloop? Yes, I actually am. That's another one of the games that I would like to play. For one, the main character resonates with how I play games, uh, how he cusses every three seconds um, and gets pissed off at little every little inconvenience that comes his way, which is hilarious. Um, two, it just looks like an interesting concept. Um, and I like games like that because I want to delve into the lore of the game and like why what's happening is happening and like what's the whole like plot device and main purpose of this character and this character and how everything's set up it just looks interesting 
Yeah. Especially since it's a PS5 exclusive as well. Like, Well, PS5 slash PC, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, let me ask you this. Because uh-huh. I, I posted in our Discord earlier, um, but I'm curious what you, fe- what you think about this. All the... I shouldn't say all of them, but there's a group of Xbox gamers who are going on like Metacritic and shit and review bombing this game because it's a PS5 exclusive right now. What kind of asshole? Jesus I just, just want to pull up some of the hits here really Please quick. Please do. Uh, let's see. I'm not going to call these people out by name, um, mostly because I don't want to give them any more attention than they're already trying to get. Um, but I will read their little review. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and for the record, so Deathloop came out on September 14th. That is two days, uh, two days ago when we're recording. This review was posted on September 15th. So let's just give this dude the benefit of the doubt that he beat the game in one day. Um, it is, according to how long to beat, about a 14, 15 hour game. So it's possible. Possible, definitely. Uh, that would be a hell of a day. That and um, he would have to like know the game mechanics and the intricacies enough to like at least beat it well. I mean, let's let's just be generous. Let's say that 14, 15 hours includes all your fuck ups as a newbie player, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but this guy was dedicated enough to sit there and play through the entire game front to back. A 15-hour game in one day. It's like his entire day. He did nothing else but play Deathloop. Okay. Literally, yeah. Zero out of ten. (laughs) So already, we're giving him the benefit of the doubt that this dude actually sat there and played through a game, but he hates it so much that he gave it a zero. Doesn't exactly track. Let's see what he had to say. This is the last Bethesda game for you PS fanboys. Enjoy and say goodbye to Bethesda. I don't know what that has to do with the game, my guy. Doesn't even mention, like, anything about about the game. game. Nothing. All right, let's try again. Uh, The game may be good or bad. Kind of seems like he didn't play it. Let's see what. Let's go on. Maybe he did. Wow. But rating it more than zero would be against my integrity, since this is right now a PlayStation console only game. So much integrity. He's... Let, let, he's chock full of integrity. He's got, one, he's got one more sentence here. Let's see if he redeems himself. Brings it on home. Uh, come next year, when it launches on Game Pass, I'll consider giving it a Ted. Doesn't you know? even, it's, not even, it's not even like, oh, I'll consider giving it a, a justifiable score after playing game. It's like, no, Straight I'll consider 10. giving it a Ted. It's like, oh, I can play it? 10 out of 10. Kind of right. fucking childish bullshit. You know what? Let's just say that those are total random outliers. Let's read some of the most recent reviews on here, shall we? All right. Yep. Uh, Gameplay feels outdated. Graphic is outdated. Sound design is outdated. An outdated game. Zero out of ten. Uh, oh, that seems legit. Yeah. Just just based on what I've seen of it, that sounds (laughs) outrageous. All right. It just seems spiteful. Maybe that guy is just a, 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 somebody who hates Bethesda in general and paid seventy dollars to play this game anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's see what this other guy has to say. Gameplay and mecha- mechanics feel outdated as gets repetitive so fast. Wait for a sale if you want to buy. 
Zero out of ten. Did he huh. not see the trailer? Okay. The game's um, inherent mechanic is to be repetitive because you're strange. Playing okay. Right. Let, let, let's try again. Um, dishonored with a new skin, outdated graphics, outdated gameplay, POS, corrupt IGN with ten point zero out of ten. Okay, you know what? One more try. Surely this review is going to be great. This game looks and runs great on PS5 and is technically impressive. Okay, so already complete 180 from the other three guys. Let's see. Okay. Let's see where they go. All right. That being said, I do not enjoy the game at all. I have no clue what I'm doing or what I should be doing. Every time I enter a new section of the game, I'm greeted with a dozen prompts explaining how the game's wor- game works to me. It's that feeling of unboxing a new board game and trying to decipher how the hell you play and what all the rules are. Then on top of that, random people can enter your game and kill you. Okay, that's kind of dope. That yeah. is pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, this one is just not enjoyable for me. Wish I could get my money back. Four out of ten. You know what? Good I respect you. him. I respect his, his I, review. I, th- that I think it- that... Four out of ten is a little bit too low, even if yeah. you don't like the game. But um it's more of he didn't understand like the game. I don't know if he's a gaming novice. He just got his PS5 for Christmas because uh his daddy spent his black card on it, and he's just playing games to play games or whatever. But um I at least respect that he gave an honest review, unlike the previous guys. Sure. Um that being said, that whole thing of um, people being able to come in as I forgot what the assassin's name was from the trailer. It's a chick, but come in and like assassinate you as well is pretty dope. Like that's one thing that you can also do on Demon Souls. So you can play offline and not have to worry about that, or you can play online and people can just randomly pop up in your world and just beat your ass. There's one dude, he uh, fought me on this little cliff mountain where there's like manta rays shooting spears at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I kicked his ass off the cliff like Spartacus. <laughs> John. Yo, what's up? I have one more review I need to read to you. For you specifically. Okay, alright. Then, we'll cool, cool. then we'll just move on. Alright. One out of ten. Alright. Almost as bad as Return. What kind of small dick fuck nugget? <laughs> He's got that real small dick energy. Right. Legit. First. <sighs> so I'm guessing he doesn't like the game because you have to do this, like, technically the same thing over and over again, just in different ways. <laughs> Um, he can go suck a dick and die. Um, okay, that was a little harsh. No, it's just, if you don't like the game, that's fine. Yeah. But don't just bomb the game because you don't like that specific type of game. Like you saw in the trailer, it tells you you play the same day over and over again, just like Returnal. Like, if you didn't like Returnal, why would you buy this game? I mean, literally, the tagline is if if at first you don't succeed, die, die again. Like. 
I don't know what you thought it was going to be like. Yeah. And like, Here, this is the truth. This is a bunch of Xbox fanboys mm-hmm. coming in here and shitting on this game because it's a PS5 exclusive and Arcane is owned by Xbox. But here's the problem. <laughs> You're going in and review bombing one of your own console's first party developers. Like, what the f- the mental disconnect it necessary for some shit like that? I just can't. And the worst part about it is, like, I don't think, like, you have to really hate something to pay attention to when something drops and just decide to review bomb the shit out of it. Yeah. Like how... To no benefit. Like, you, you gain nothing from yeah, it. Yeah, straight up. Like, that's my thing with review bombing in general, is, like, there's nothing to be gained by review bombing something. Nothing. Like, I, I can... Um, I guess the idea is, like, if you review bomb it enough, less people will buy it. But, See, like... That's the Why thing? would you do that to a studio that's owned by the console you're like championing? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And, and honestly, with today's like the way that culture works, it actually has a negative effect. Like if you don't want anybody to buy the game, don't give it any sort of hype or attention, publicity whatsoever. Yeah. Now, if it gets good publicity, people will hear about it. They'll be curious about it. They'll play the game. Gets bad publicity, people are gonna hear about it. They're like, "Is this game as really as bad as they say?" Let me buy it and find out. Like, look at The Last of Us Part Two. Like that game got horrifically review bombed, and people talk shit about it because that game sucks, and it still sold incredible, even though that game is total garbage. <laughs> exactly like we're at a point in time where people are so stagnant and thirsting for something to do most of the times like it's like oh this is a horrible game let me see how horrible this is i need to be i need to be included in this community is like i need to join the mob or i need to be against the mob i need to figure out what side i'm on so i have to play the game to figure that out and it's like it all kind of breaks down when you think about it, right? Because, like, we're in an age where people will actively seek out and watch or play bad games and movies just because they're bad. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, we watched a movie this week. Wow. That was not nearly as bad as last week. Okay. All right. That's that. At least we got that far. All right. Cool. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> John, what did you think about Predators? I'm just going to um, straight up ask you what you thought before I go into anything that I think about this. So I'm just going to give you bullet points and we'll just dive into them like later on. Bullet points okay. is they fixed the problem of the scenery of uh, where the Predator is at its height. Okay. They fixed yeah. that problem. We went back to um, the jungle. Yep. They took the good points of the of Predator 2. You know, all these new tech, um, including and then added more predators. Um, so again, another bonus. Super um, predators. Super predators. On top of a predator civil war. Mm-hmm. And then 
they took it a step further. Let's get an amazing cast, a camaraderie of good actors to carry this fucking shit, which they did. Um, a lot of my favorite action actors and some people who shine in this movie. Um, and then Topher Grace. But um, we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, uh-huh. uh, all in all, it is definitely a step up from Predator 2, but uh-huh. not as good as the first Predator. But I liked it. I liked it. So for the most part, I agree with what you just said. Um, I can't say most, most of that any better. Um, I do have a number of issues with this movie. Um, I think the biggest one for me is kind of what I'll call episode seven syndrome where okay okay it's kind of like star wars episode seven in that like it just kind of retreads the first movie again and does the same thing paying tons of homage to what that Mm -hmm. movie was yes um however it's definitely not just the same fucking movie it isn't kind of is because we just go back to the idea of there's this group of people in the jungle being hunted by predators. Yeah. Um, but I think that this movie does enough to differentiate itself where I'm not mad about it like I was with that movie. Yeah. Um, like you said, there's a killer cat. Like, let me, let me just pull up this cast. Oh, dude. Um, let's see. Cast. We got Adrian Brody, mm-hmm. Topher Grace, mm-hmm. Alice Braga, Walton yep. Grog- Goggins, yep. oh, Skip Nikolai, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne, Danny Trejo. I mean, just killing it out here, man. Yes. And also, more Predators. But, I'm going to start this conversation off like this. Uh, uh-huh. Since we're talking about the cast. I think the sequence with Lawrence Fishburne is the worst part of the movie. You need to elaborate on that. You got me like vision versus vision right now. I require elaboration. (laughs) So up to that point, there's this like mystery going on when they're dropped in. What's going on? They're being hunted by predators. There's action. There's intrigue. People are dying. And mm-hmm. then we meet Lawrence Fishburne, and we come to a screeching halt. We go into this random bunker. Yeah. And just kind of sit around and talk for a little bit. We don't learn much, except that the predators that we've seen so far in this movie are, like, bigger versions of the regular predators. And there's, mm-hmm. like, a civil war going on between them and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and that's really the only thing that we get from Lawrence Fishburne. And then he like immediately turns around and betrays these people um, f- to try and steal their shit or just to get them out of his way so he doesn't have to feed them, whatever. Yeah. And then Lawrence Fishburne dies and he's just gone. It just kind of feels like a waste of 20 minutes or whatever it was. I, c- I have to agree with you on that because... When you introduce a character that's survived such a basically hellscape of a situation, and he said seasons, like how did we get elaboration on how long a season is? Not in the movie. I'll, while you talk, I'll try and see if I can find out. But yeah, like he said, he's been there for 10 seasons. 
and like fuck it, even if we tell like seasons are like three months, right? Ten, three months, thirty months, almost three years on this predator planet where he's consistently, constantly getting hunted, has other people who might find out where he is who might get him killed, but he has thrived. Not survived, thrived. Talking about, oh, I killed about, I don't know, two, three, maybe four of them. Like, he doesn't even know how many of them he killed. Maybe because of lunacy, maybe because he's done it a lot. Whatever. But introducing such a badass character, and then basically turning him into a hollow, traitorous snake of a person and not getting any real payoff from all of his accumulated knowledge and tech is definitely a waste. He he really is just kind of a waste of a character. Yeah, it uh, sucks because to, it's to Lawrence be Fishburne as well. Like that yeah. I, I mean, was his acting in the movie is phenomenal. I'll give yeah. him that. Like yeah. he plays a crazy fuck that's been there forever really, really well. well. <laughs> um and I did find it a season on this planet is roughly 3 years. So he's been there for 30 years. Yeah. Fuck. Um, which would that... certainly explain why he's gone a little nuts. Yeah. <laughs> being by yourself and being hunted constantly for 30 fucking years would probably do that to you. That probably explains why the Predator helmet he's wearing, it looks like uh, to match that of a Shogun or a Samurai. Could be. Could be that um, they pulled in somebody who was wearing it and he just scavenged it. That That's kind of what I got from that. And then he attached it to the Predator helmet? Sure. Why not? I guess. You, you, you want some covering for the back of your head, too? We'll just fuse this shit together. I, I guess. But the fact like he got there, the fact that he got their tech is pretty awesome. Like, that's the first instance of, well, anybody in the Predator franchise, like, getting their tech and like using it to its near full capacity like including the camouflage tech the blasters and everything like that of course like Danny Glover he got that uh chakram which was yeah. badass but like he didn't use it like he never threw it he just used it as basically like a circular sword i mean right. he used it profic- to proficiency but still um, but to have someone who can cloak like a predator, like uses their whatever their vision that they use to their visor and also their blasters, that's definitely something that I would feel more comfortable with if I'm on a death planet like that. So, other than that, um, because my disappointment with cast doesn't end there, okay. Um, because they also kind of waste Danny Trejo in this movie. <laughs> See, I, I figured you were going to go there. I'll let you speak, and then I'll talk about it afterwards. Um, I think that the way that he goes out is dope, actually. Yes. Especially that reveal yes. of, like, he's dead the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that really even further uh, <laughs> cements my idea that these motherfuckers understand English, like, more than we initially thought. I mean, if you think about it, they've been hunting humans on that planet. Well, humans and other species on that planet for 30 years, give or take. At least. And he says that each time they come back, they evolve. Their combative techniques, their technology, like everything. Like, 
So they set a trap using Danny Trejo, again, brilliantly facing away from him, so they don't really know that he's dead. Um, and basically having him repeat in his voice, help me. And it, like, if you think about it, just like when we first talked about it in the Predator movie, it's like a duck call. You know, how you, like, lure ducks out or whatever. Like, you have a duck call, and they either come toward you or, like, think it's, like, a warning and then fly away. Like, you're, you're weeding them out. You're flushing them out. So, again, like, they probably do understand English to a degree, or they can at least know when someone's, like, calling for help or pleading for mercy. So they can use that to their advantage. Now, back to Danny Trejo. And um, he's one of those actors to where there's very few movies to where his presence isn't just an immediate death flag for his character. <laughs> Dead serious. I forgot. You're not who's, wrong. Who's the other guy? Um, he's he was uh, he played the Ned Stark in Game of Thrones. Oh, um, Sean Bean. Sean Bean, yeah. And then, like, they did a whole, like, parade of his best hits, like, in 007. Like, he basically is, he has the death flag forever over his head, no matter what character he plays. Danny Trejo is the same, but there's a reason behind that. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Danny Trejo actually was in a lot of gangs, and he was a criminal before he became a notarized actor. Um, so, he thought since he was gaining so much notoriety in all these roles, he's like, I don't want anybody to lead the life that I led prior to me getting this break. So I want kids to know that criminals, bad guys, get their up and comings. So nearly every time that Danny Trejo plays a criminal or a bad guy in a movie, he says, I need to be scripted to die. The more horrific, the better. And that's, that's where that comes from. Um, there's actually very few movies that Danny Trejo stars in to where he does not die. Uh, Spy Kids movies is one of them. Uh, of course, Machete, but he's like the main character in that. But um, off the top of my head, those are the only two franchises. And even within those franchises, that's probably, I think he's only been two Machete movies, and then in the Spy Kids movies, I think he's only shown in two of those. So that's four movies I can think of on the top of my head where he doesn't get horrifically murdered. But that sure. that's part of Danny Trejo's credo. He wants to show kids that crime doesn't pay. He doesn't want them to go down the same path. So that that's why when you see him, that's a death flag. And like I understood that he was going to die. But the way that they did take him out was pretty awesome. And also, it showed a little bit of um, fleshing out of uh, the sniper's character to where she's like, I can't leave him. And he's like, well, you're on your own. So instead of just like leaving, them, leaving him there, she shoots him through the chest. Not knowing he's already dead, but, you know, like, putting him out, out of his misery. Which, honestly, in that situation, I probably would have done the same shit. Like. Sure. Yeah. It, it was pretty good. And then, like, later on, we find out it's basically her trying to get redemption for leaving her spotter to die and watching from a, di from a safe spot. And. <clears throat> and all that's fine. I don't necessarily agree with the premise that like that's going to teach anybody anything. 
but Danny Trejo's free to do whatever he wishes. Exactly. Um, yeah. My whole thing is just that Danny Trejo's a better actor than, you know, kill him in the first five fucking minutes. I get it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it, it does kind of suck that he has that whole idea that, like, he needs to die to show kids the better path but i mean it's fine i would have definitely liked to see him a lot um longer in the movie wait i think you missed one of the actors in here let me see predators uh cast i think you missed a big one. Oh, i'm gonna butcher this mahershala yeah mahershala ali um I'm not going to lie to you. I, as much as Mahershala Ali is, like, he's he's a banging actor. Uh, Dude, I he's going to be our next Blade. Movie, he's going to be our next Blade. You 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 are a terrible I, individual. I'm sorry. You I deserve forgot. to be shunned. Deserve to be shunned. It. This is the problem, dude. If it wasn't Adrian <laughs> Brody, Topher Grace, or what is her name again? Um... God, I can't remember her damn name. Elise Barga? Braga? Yeah. If it isn't one of those three characters, they're pretty much irrelevant in this movie. The only one that's yeah. like super memorable is Lawrence Fishburne because he has like this whole sequence around him specifically. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is just kind of there. They do things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like they die in the first five minutes and are totally forgettable, but <laughs> it's it's hard to remember like Okay, actually, I take it back because um, who is it? Um, Nolan? No, that's that's Lawrence Fishburne. Stans. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. Walton Walter Goggins. Stans. Um, who he he's also done a bunch of other shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody in this movie is done a bunch of roles that you probably know them from. Um, like he's notable. He but but none of them do anything. I remember everybody in this movie. I, I forgot about Mahershala Ali. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I totally forgot he was in this movie because he doesn't do anything in this movie. Like, let's be honest. He doesn't do anything of any concrete value in this movie. He's there. That's about it. But everybody else is just kind of inconsequential. The only reason, hell, the only reason that Topher Grace is notable in this movie is because he makes it so far into the movie and has a reveal that doesn't amount to anything by the way it really doesn't because like they even touched upon it in the beginning of the movie where it's like oh he's special ops he's spetsnats he's from here like basically heavy hitters killers this dude's from the cartel and it's like we got a nerdy doctor which had you seen this movie before I have, but it was a really long time ago, so there's certain parts that I forgot. But, Did you like, remember that reveal? Yes, I remember that reveal, okay. because no offense, like, I respect Topher Grace for trying to get out of that whole stigma of just, like, I'm nerdy Eric from that 70s show, like, I'm actually a more fleshed out better character but he overcompensated in 90 percent of the roles that he did outside of that show, like doing venom uh being like the super antagonist cia 
agent head in American Ultra. Um, and now in this to where he's like, oh, yeah, you think I'm that nerdy guy when actually I'm a fucking serial killer or whatever. I was just like, you're not threatening at all. Like, you have to act like a punk bitch because all the other people around you, if they had a hint that you were trying to kill them, they would murder you on the spot. You didn't stand a chance. Like, the only reason that you're such a prolific serial killer that the Predators took you is because you have an, an innate knowledge of human anatomy and, like, poisons and chemicals and stuff like that. That only works when the subject doesn't know that you're going after them. Yes, that does make you a Predator, but within a, in a group like that, you're the prey. Like, yeah. if you fuck up, like, once, if you show your hand just a little too much, one of them is going to murder you just to make sure that they don't have to worry about you. And spoiler, that's exactly what happened. Yeah! Um, I, I only asked that because I was curious, like, how long it would take somebody who didn't know that to figure that twist out. I feel like they kind of hit it too hard at the beginning to where you're kind of going to be suspicious of him the entire film. Well, so it's yeah. probably not going to be one of those things like, oh my god, I never saw that coming. I mean, it, they didn't, I mean, they kind of had to go over the roster to give the audience an idea of like, oh, these guys are like some of the deadliest people on Earth and that's why they're on this planet. So when they started going through the roster and then they're like, and this guy, it's like, it automatically makes you think, it's like, so why would he be put on this planet? They're not going to have any, like, rabbits when they're actually pulling in, like, you know, mountain lions and alligators for their prey. They're not going to have some sort of meat rabbit that they're going to pull in. There has to be something about them. So, yeah, it's in the back of your head. And then, like, there's foreshadowing of when, like, he saves the Spetsnaz guy from getting poisoned by that that plant which by the way is really weird that they're on an alien planet but he recognizes like that plant is just ridiculously poisonous and that he he knows the scientific name for that specific plant that's just weird to me i mean not necessarily like if they're dropping humans into this place regularly you would want to make the planet habitable to humans so it's not crazy that they would just snatch up random shit from earth and put it in here to create like transplant transplant yeah. a whole jungle ecosystem i, I guess yeah. i guess and yeah and then like you put the poisonous dangerous plants in there because you know fuck us yeah um, survivalists the thing that i thought was weird was the second that they were dropped in there isabel is just like i've never seen this jungle before bitch you've been to every jungle on earth you just immediately know that this is not an Earth jungle? The fuck? Well, that's not so far-fetched. Because if, if she's a sniper of the class that um, she's alluded to and the fact that they had to pull her from Earth so they could hunt her, that's totally logical. Like, no offense, when you're scoping, like, you don't have to be to every jungle, but you must know about every jungle in that sense. Like, you have to know, like, as a sniper, you need to know the terrain you're going to. You need to know the high points, low points, uh, good lines of sight. 
So yes, you'd have to be able to look at the area that you're in and be able to say this topography is not right or be saying, okay, I'm here. That's where the sun's setting. Okay, I need to go up there to get like a good line of sight for wherever my target's going to be. Like as a sniper, you have to take in everything about your surroundings. So that's totally logical that she would be like, this jungle's just weird because she's like going off of the weather for the time of year when she was snatched, the weather, it's too hot for that. Um, this jungle, oh, I've been in that jungle. It's too dense for that. This jungle, oh no, like I've like researched that jungle for an assignment. Like, I feel like she would have the knowledge or know-how of a lot of the jungles on Earth to be like, this doesn't make sense. So what you're saying is logical i'm following i'm picking up what you're putting down okay but i still don't buy it (laughs) because (laughs) because like you're thrown into a random spot in the jungle and you're gonna look around and be like nope jungle doesn't make sense it's one thing to be like okay well based on the time of year and the weather we're experiencing this should be here so we're like somewhere in south america but then to then look around like nope there's no way that this is possible on Earth. And your immediate conclusion is that we're not on Earth. That's a huge stretch, dude. It is a huge like, stretch. How, how unbelievably confident would you have to be about all of the geography of what of the place that you're talking about to immediately go, we're on another planet? Like, that takes an extraordinary amount of confidence. True. Also, like, there's no way on Earth that there's some tiny jungle that you, you're you not familiar with in that area that you got dropped in. It's just not possible. I mean, I mean, maybe because like the jungle on Earth is just so vast. Like there's multitudes, like thousands of species that we've never even found. That's fine because nobody's charted everything. It's very dense and dangerous, whatever. But also... The fact that when they finally got out into the open and Adrian Brody's character's like, I'm just going to leave you guys behind. And she's all like, yeah, you can leave. You want to see some crazy shit? And then she does the whole compass trick of putting a leaf and a piece of metal on the leaf and it's just spinning around. Like, that that could be quantified as like a natural phenomenon, but that's in very few spots on the Earth that I think that that happens. And that's due to, I think it's high metal content in those areas. Right. But for for the area that she was in that she did it, and she probably did it multiple times, it's like, this doesn't add up. I figured when she got dropped in, she first assessed a lot about the area and then just, like, came to that conclusion. It's a lot of stuff that probably happened off screen. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Because she, nah. she seems to do some due diligence, at the very least. Nah. She didn't just immediately, like, you know, murder the people that she saw through her lens. First of all, we see at the end of the movie that everybody, and even in the beginning of the movie, like, you could make the conclusion that they're dropped at different times, but really they're not. We know by the end of the movie that they're dropped roughly at the exact same time. So, like, she didn't have very long to figure all this out. You, you're... Like, you're trying to tell me that this bitch is 
the most qualified sniper imaginable. Like she figured all this out like that. And by the way, there's one point in the movie where she says something to the effect of maybe somewhere in the Amazon, implying that she's not sure, like she's not 100% sure. So the fact that she's just like, nope, can't be on Earth. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they stated like this is the creme de la creme of mercenaries and killers that they picked up on Earth. Is it though? Because they immediately drop in like 15 more at the end of the movie. I <laughs> like, mean... How creme de la creme are they really? They've been doing this for at least 30 years, just dropping in people left, right, and sideways, which, by the way, nobody on Earth has noticed. <laughs> They're just snatching up motherfuckers. Like, you can't just snatch up the baddest green fucking beret on the planet and nobody notices. I mean, they might, because they might be, they might have grabbed him while he was out doing some wet work, and, like, when you get taken out during wet work, like, they disavow your existence. They might disavow your existence. They don't fail to notice. True, true, but they're not going to go and search. And furthermore, that brings me to my biggest problem with this movie. In the first two movies, Mm -hmm. the Predator comes to us. In this movie, they come here, snatch us up, and then take us to a random planet and drop us in and then hunt us again. Why? Why not just hunt us where we are? Um, what benefit is there to taking them to a game preserve? Because, like, mind you, Topher Grace is the, the big problem with all of this, right? Yeah. They had to observe a shitload of just random-ass motherfuckers to find this guy. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, he's just going around snatching up women in the middle of the night and cutting their throats and drinking their bathwater and shit. We'll take him. from hell modern version oh jesus christ (laughs) i'm still slightly traumatized that i saw that one oh my god it was like archival picture and shit too there was literally like half of the whole like chapter it was probably like 15 to 20 pages of just artistry and him just reveling in what he the act that he was doing it was disgusting anyway um yes so they they snatch up topher grace's rendition of jack the ripper Mm -hmm. and i'm just like you went through a ton of effort to put them in a game preserve it just doesn't make it doesn't make any sense like that's not how you run a game preserve Uh, i mean they might be uh servicing the rich predator clientele and and furthermore we know that that's not how the the predator normally operate either because we've seen them do it so what Uh, the fuck is this is this a super predator like is this like um it's a training facility it's definitely not it's definitely a training facility so what so definitely not what they do is they take the biggest and the baddest from all around the cosmos that they can find. For this for this reason, this specific game preserve uh, specializes in humans, whatever, um, and drops them in there, and then watches them, hunts them down, learns their techniques, and then basically make themselves better hunters. That's that's the whole point of this game preserve is to make themselves better hunters. 
I think that's that's basically what Lawrence Fishburne tells them. Like they come back better with better tech, and they basically evolve. They're literally that, that's the problem, though, isn't it? Like if they if it was a training ground, then you wouldn't come back over and over and over again. You would go there, learn what you need to learn, and then just go do what you're gonna do. If they keep coming back better and better and better and better and better, that implies that like they're just not stopping. Yeah, because that doesn't they're make any sense. They're probably not just training a certain set three group. Remember, he says always threes. There's probably someone who's running the preserve and takes like two newbies and basically tests out new tech, new techniques with the newbies and see what works and what doesn't and then disseminates that information. And then they're just basically, I, I'm trying to say, this is a predator focus group. This is just like, hey, we got this uh, new shoulder mounted cannon that uses ion particles rather than uh, superheated lasers. Let's see how this works for, because the last time we did this run of the preserve, they dodged all these bullets and it wasn't uh, quick to fire enough to get a moving target at such and such speed. Like that kind of stuff. They're basically like R&D for Predator on top of like giving some of the newbies some um, controlled experience in hunting some dangerous game. Okay, so I still don't buy your theory, but I understand (laughs) where you're coming from. Okay, Um, this is what I will say. And I'm going to go off topic for a minute, but I'm going to bring it back around. Okay. All right. So cool, cool, I'm, cool. I'm looking at our favorite website here, Xenopedia. Yeah. On this movie. Apparently, this movie was originally pitched in 1994 by Robert Rodriguez uh, when he was making Desperado. Mm-hmm. But 20th Century Fox rejected it because it would cost too much and they didn't have the technology to do the special effects work that his script would require. Uh huh. So, this dude named Vincenzo Natali, uh, you might know him as the director of Cube or Splice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, reworked the script a bit and repitched it to Fox. They rejected it again. Um, but eventually it was extensively rewritten and then finally pushed through for this. 2010 release date that we actually got. Robert Rodriguez produced it, and this is the movie that we got. It's got a lot of his bones of a lot of the bones of his original script, but it's been reworked. Now, I say all of that just to give you the context for why Robert Rodriguez's comments are relevant. He said that the mainstream predators, which would be the non-super predators, are the ones that we don't see except for the one that's tied up in this movie, mm-hmm. dump their outcasts on this planet for unknown reasons. The super predators use the game-preserved planet for hunting prey and for experimenting on themselves. Now, okay. that like halfway jives with what you're talking about. Okay, That's like a mid-step. And that still doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but I'll roll with it, I guess. <laughs> like, the problem is, like, if you're going to snatch up the baddest motherfuckers around and throw them in the game preserve, 
you wouldn't do that for training. You would grab like this fucking Yakuza lackey over here to like learn kind of how they do shit before you go fucking hunt the real game, which is like the big crime boss. No. It doesn't make any sense to train them on the best game because then there's no good game left. Think about it. If you're out there snatching up the best game to train on, then what's the point? I get, okay, that I get what you're saying by depleting the the supply, but to be fair, the way that a lot of aliens have been portrayed to see Earth is just, we just spit out babies just because, like, there's not going to be any dwindling of our population unless done by our own hands. So I think they've watched Earth enough to be like, there's not going to be any less supply of very hostile, deadly, merciless humans on this planet. Like, we're not going to deplete the supply at all. Like, a, a lot of the ways that us that we, as the U.S., think of consuming a lot of our products. So we don't really think about it. And I think it is flawed thinking. You are correct in that. But uh, they're not wrong at that point in time, to be honest with you. Like... You could find a whole bunch of bad muchachos around Earth. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you on that, but like, we're we're they're presented to us in this movie as like the baddest motherfuckers around. Yeah, we're talking and- to, we're talking about a sniper who immediately knows that this isn't <laughs> really just going to keep jungle. circling back. Okay, it, it's just it's an absurd comment, but like, I'll just roll with it. Let's just say right. that she's that good. Yeah, we're talking about the top one percent of the one percent of a badass motherfucker to know it like that, mm-hmm. like that's an intense amount of knowledge. Yes, and then she's also a badass thing, and like you're throwing them away on train. It just doesn't make sense. Now, if it were something like the super predators are like so revered and shit that they don't go hunting on these other plants anymore. They make the little bitch jungle predators bring the prey to them in the jungle mm-hmm. preserve. Yeah. Okay. I'll roll with that. We don't know that, but like, I'll roll with that, I guess. Um, it, but like, that's kind of a stretch based on what we know from Rod- Robert Rodriguez in that comment mm-hmm. and what we see in the movie. That doesn't seem likely. Yeah. So the old, I, I mean, like maybe maybe there's little bitch super predators that they like punk around <laughs> until they're good. I enough. mean, there was I, the I one know. that was chained to the. Uh, that was a regular to, predator. That was a regular one. Yeah. yeah. The the only super predators in this movie are the the three that we see, which all have badass names. Let's look at them real quick. I got it. Yes, sir. Here. We have the tracker, the falconer, and the berserker. The berserkers, like probably. Anytime that name is used to describe a character or a character's state of being, I love that shit. Like, when I was started getting heavily into the Fate Stay Night series, um, Berserker was probably my favorite class. Like, anytime they said, like, they said, oh, this is Berserker class, whoever that Berserker class was representing in Mythos was like, fuck, I love this person. Like, my favorite one was the Hercules one. Because that, mm, that motherfucker. Wow. Wow. How did you feel about the Berserker Predator, like, maskless review? How did you feel about him in general? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't love the whole jawbone attached to the front of his mask thing. Yeah, I didn't like his mask. Like, if we're talking about, like, 
badass masks. Uh, it was the second one that was for me. Um, I think the Falconer has the best mask of the three. Because the tracker is the one with, like, the tusks and shit on it. I don't like that either. I actually like that one. Like, I actually nah, did. I'm not I didn't have that. a problem with that. I get it. Um, I don't hate it. But, but you don't uh, love I'm, it I'm either. not about that. The Falconer, though, like, that mask is just fucking dope, dude. This, that's the, that's, like, if I was a super predator, that's the motherfucker that I would be. Just, like, sitting there all chill and shit, throwing out my Falcon and shit. I would yeah. definitely be that guy. His mask definitely looks the cleanest out of all of them, but I, I would go with uh, the tracker if I had to choose between the three. Okay, that's fine. But anyway, how did you feel about uh, Berserker's design uh, with and without mask? I, I wasn't a fan of it. Um, no? No, uh, like the whole, like, superimposing the jawbone on it. It just takes away from the clean aesthetic of the mask that I like so much. The reason I like the tracker so much is like you still get the clean mask and then like you add on like a portion of the kill that doesn't take away from the look of the mask for me. Mm. Like it's just like a, a nice clean um aesthetic added on to the mask but doesn't take away from its look or feel. Like, the other one, it just looks like he did an arts and crafts project, and it's just like, mm, this jawbone would look really good on this mask. They just chopped off half the mask and put the jawbone on there and thought he looked dope. And everybody was so scared of him that they didn't tell him it looked like <laughs> shit. You're like, not wrong. That That's basically what it is. Like, honestly, the tracker looks probably the most badass, other than the fact, like, he has the least amount of armor. Like, he just has the mask, and then, like, it's just his body. So, like, I would choose, like, the Falconer's, like, the Berserker's armor with the Tracker's mask. Hmm. Okay. All right. I hate it, but you do you. <laughs> um. But that brings, me, that brings me to the other ones, too, because we see, actually, a couple more aliens in this movie. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So we got the Hellhounds. Which were which... really fucking cool. Yeah, they you like the Hellhounds? You're into dude, that? they're super fucking resilient. Taking a bunch of, like, shotgun shells and Gatling fire and still charging at them. They might actually be more resilient than the Predators themselves. Oh, 100%. Like, there's not one Predator out there that would take that kind of abuse and still be running at them. I do love the fact, though, that they use them to flush um, out their game yeah well i mean like just like dogs like they use them like we would use hunting dogs mm -hmm. like that's a cool idea that even uh a, a more advanced species like this still resorts to those most basic hunting techniques yeah because they use it as a way to see how they react who they would leave behind who they'd see is the weakest one who doesn't respond well to uh such a impromptu attack and then they would plan accordingly after seeing their reactions like right. it's kind of like tracking 101 and again to your previous statement is like 
that just seems like something innate to anybody who's hunting nearly anything. Like, if it's an unknown species or an unknown um, assailant, you'd have to figure out, like, how they're going to attack their their methods and methodology, the way that they think, before you just go balls to the wall against them. Because you might be setting yourself up for failure. Sure. And then, of course, we have the river ghost. The river ghost. This thing is fucking dope. Jesus Christ. That thing's more hideous than the Predator. It really is. It wasn't exact, especially uh, dangerous in this movie, but... Nah, that thing was a punk bitch. But it looks dope. horrifying. I know, they're fucking rad looking. They don't do shit. They have, like, little insects crawling out of their pores and shit. <laughs> Um, I'm just I'm gonna check something out of morbid curiosity. Okay. If you had to guess, which one of the three movies that we've seen so far do you think did the best of the box office? <sighs> and which one do you think did the worst? Uh, the worst Predator Two, and I think box office wise, I think Predator Predator did the best box office wise. If you take in inflation, maybe. Hmm. So let's take a look in order. Predator One had a budget of fifteen million dollars, mm-hmm. which, first of all, very impressive. Um, worldwide gross on its original release of $59 million. I'm so sorry. Okay, so... Even with inflation, that's chump change. Glad you said that. Because Predator 2 had a... Does it list my budget on this one? It does not give me a budget. So we'll we'll ignore the budget. Let's say it's roughly the same as the first. Maybe a little bit more. Um, and had a worldwide gross of $30.6 million. Oh, 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 oh. So that's pretty rough. Basically cut the budget in half. Not yeah. hard to see why the uh, the studio killed this franchise for a while. Yep. Then Predators it. came out in 2010 mm-hmm. with a budget of $40 million. Let's take a guess at what the worldwide gross for this movie was. Random stab. Fifty-five million. Mm, try fifty-two. Damn, I'm so good at that though. So it barely made its budget back, and made less than the original movie. Not even talking about inflation. <laughs> this is so bad. So not great, but. It was good enough to get us another one. Which, uh... Woof. Uh, we'll talk about this next week, but uh, let's just say that there's uh, 
it's not looking good for us getting another movie anytime soon. So, with that in mind, I think that this is the best one since the original for sure. Yes, that's that's not even in question. And I did the calculation for inflation. Uh, seems like it's 130 million. Let me check. Let me check. From 1987. Let me check. That my can't comments. be right. Let me check my comments. To 2021. Yeah. Let me check. Oh no 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 no! Adding 13 million. Okay. Never mind. This is a cost of living calculator. Get the hell out of here. Oh shit! Actually, yeah. If fifty million dollars in nineteen eighty-seven be one hundred and twenty million dollars today. Okay. At least I was uh, right, even though I was looking at the wrong thing. That is a incredible <laughs> adjustment for inflation. <laughs> but uh, and I mean, I guess to be fair, I don't know if this has been adjusted for inflation. Um. No, usually um, I think only Box when... Office Mojo does the adjustments for inflation, depending on how long the movie has been in, been when it was released. Well, that's what I'm looking at. Oh, okay. Um, but normally when something's adjusted for inflation, it says so, and this does not tell me anything about having been adjusted for inflation. So maybe it was. Um, I don't know. But... Uh, I mean, I will say this. If this is not adjusted for inflation, it's impressive given that the domestic opening was $12 million. Yeah. And it then turned around 59. Like, okay. I mean, this is like a really good movie, even by today's standards. Also, this doesn't make any fucking. You know what? We're just. Forget it. Forget it. We're just. <laughs> this is going down a. A rabbit hole? It's just a shitty rabbit hole of no relevance. My real question is, how much better do you think the original movie is than this movie? Like, if you had to put a scale on it somehow, like, how much better is that movie? So, I would say that the original, compared to this movie, is at least two to three times better. Oh, wow. That's a lot. It is because... The subtleties of the original movie in so many different aspects speak volumes. Sure. And it's not just, like, your run-of-the-mill, like, action movie. The action's actually pretty tame compared to, like, the subsequent movies after it. But they work with suspense and character development and interactions between a tight-knit group a lot better in the original movie than any of the following movies. I will say this. Comparative to the Alien series, the Predators have a way better antagonist to go against. But that's because they choose that. Other than, like, the second one, the second one is more like I'm dealing with FBI agents who want to try and capture me and then a random crazy cop. Sure. 
but it's still better than a group of miners and the worst band of Marines I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, shit, that still makes me laugh. So bad. We're going to hire these badass Marines. They folded so fast. So fast. They folded faster than playing cards at a Texas Hold'em station in Vegas. It's terrible. So, here's my question. Yeah. Where do you rank all the movies? Ooh. Including Alien. Ew. Full ranking now. Ah. Gotta really dig deep. Gotta get out a notepad for this. Okay, so. Going from best to worst, uh, Predator is definitely number one. Uh, okay. Then we're gonna go. Gonna go alien, and then alien resurrection, then aliens. What? You heard me. You think uh, Resurrection is better than okay? Uh, I'm a lunatic. <laughs> then we're gonna go Predators. Actually, actually, no, wait, I already messed up. Wait, I already wait, messed up. Already you're saying the up. Resurrection is better than Pred? Oh my god! Hold up, hold up. All right, okay, okay, okay. We're putting Predators in front of Alien Resurrection. Then we're putting Alien Resurrection. Then we're doing Aliens. Then we're doing Predator 2. And then we're doing Alien Cubed. You think that Alien 3 is the worst movie that we've seen so far? Yes. Like, unironically. Unironically, not, not pulling your leg, none of that. Like from I, from a purely like from purely my entertainment from watching the movies that that's my list. Like if you're talking about like uh, what movies are actually like just arguably better, uh, it would go Alien, Aliens, Predator, Predator Two, Alien. Cubed and then resurrection. But from an enjoyment standpoint, that's my list. How? So I've talked about this. We talked about Alien Resurrection actually more than we should have for longer than we should have, but it just suffered from. Having a horrible script, but such a mate. It has probably out of the whole Alien franchise the best scenes in the whole fucking, the whole franchise. You are an actual crazy person. I maybe, but a fucking paraplegic, backwards, like leaning backwards and shooting at an alien upside down. You know, alien swimming, coming to murder people in the deep. 
uh, an alien uh, torturing a soldier by pressing a button. Like, there was just a lot of really crazy good scenes. And it wasn't, like, shitty, janky CGI or anything like that. Most of it does was, like, practical effects. It was good. Like, it was super entertaining to watch. Now, the whole, like, the script and storyline as a whole, straight, hot, unforeseeable, merciless garbage. Oh, and I forgot about, um, what was that one movie? I forgot about Prometheus? Where do I put oh, Prometheus? Oh, fuck, so bitch? did I. Yeah, right? That's how bad it is. Dude, like, honestly. Prometheus? And then did you even put in... Uh, nope, I didn't put the movie after it either. <laughs> Rip. Yeah. I totally Alien forgot. Covenant. How did... Holy shit. Yeah, so Prometheus and Alien Covenant like go after Alien Cute. So. Like, I mean, even still, like, I can't follow you on this logic, dude. It's crazy. It's totally fine. Like, th- this is why you have me here. So you get- can just break my brain? Yes. Yes, that's exactly why. Because, like, my problems with, like, Prometheus, like, Prometheus and Alien Covenant, they weren't enjoyable movies because of how they ended like prometheus would be higher on the list because it's super intriguing like yeah it's slow i have a problem with like slow burn movies but like if it engages my mind and makes me think throughout the whole thing is like what does this mean where is this going like yeah totally fine but uh the payoff is not there and it is a huge problem for me like, it's something I really can't get over. Like, even when we rewatched it, there was still this, like, gnawing nausea in the pit of my stomach from the first time I watched it. It was like, it didn't give me any answers. This this left me wanting in a bad way. Um, and that's why Prometheus is down there. Alien Covenant is at the bottom of the barrel because it just keeps going off of Prometheus and not giving me any real answers, making more questions, and um, that David is just a fucking crazy person, and that the fact, like, everybody in the crew is just a irredeemable idiot uh, on so many different levels. Like, the problem with uh, the Alien franchise after... Alien Resurrection is like Sigourney Weaver's character is not in it, and we don't have anybody that's just be like, this person is the smartest motherfucker in this film, and they deserve to have survived this long. For in Prometheus and Alien Covenant, nobody has that quality, none whatsoever. Like all of them make the wrong choices. Period. Okay, so. I just dropped it in the Discord. Okay. But uh, I went ahead and I made a a tier list for all the alien movies. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah. So now we can just kind of like go through here and drop them in. Now. Um, I'm going to change one thing because I made them landscape. I think square works better. 
but whatever. This is not relevant. I'm also going to change. I'm going to change the tier list from S to F. S, A, B, C, and F. Okay. Because once you get to D, like if you got to D, you're an F. You fail. You Basically. You totally fucked up. <clears throat> so. Why, why won't it let me edit this? <laughs> no, 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 no. Add a row below. Edit. F. Jesus. I'm going to put that hard red. Hard S is going to be green. Okay, now we're good. Okay. So, this is what we're going to do. Okay. Um, We're going to do reset. Alien. S tier. Absolutely S tier. Okay. All right, cool. Aliens. A tier. Really? For sure. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I'm, I'm, I don't even know why I'm just like, it's not even that the, bad. I'm just and frankly, an the only reason that I don't have Aliens as an S-tier movie is because I prefer Alien over Aliens. But they can still um, both be S-tier, though. They can. It's just, for me, the vibe of Alien, the Alien franchise was set by Alien, and that's mm -hmm. what I want the franchise to be. So, like, that's the gold standard. Aliens doesn't quite hit that mark, even though it's still exceptional, given what it is. Okay, that's acceptable. I understand that, that logic. Alien 3. You know what? We're going to give them a D tier back. You. And the reason we're going to give them a D tier back. For real? Alien 3 is, C, is a C tier. It's not a D tier movie. We'll get to why I brought the D tier back. I Alien guess. 3 is C tier. It's C tier for you? Okay. C tier. Yeah. Uh, then we got Prometheus. Or no, Alien Resurrection. Alien Resurrection. F tier movie. Absolute <laughs> F tier. Und if for I give this bitch an alone, F minus, that shit is an F tier movie. For script alone. Like, honestly, if you gave, if you gave it a better script, but with the same action and the same um, focal events... I feel like it would at least be a B to A tier movie. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. Prometheus. This is why we brought back the D tier. <laughs> so, my thing with Prometheus. It's not bad, uh huh. But it's so fucking whack and convoluted that I can't give it anything better than D tier. Yeah, like, I'm not dropping it so bad that it's an F, but I, it's not an average C either. That bitch is a D. It's really not, and like it tries, it tries to be, it tries to push the envelope, really, um, and it does to certain aspects, but then it literally doesn't give you any payoff for doing it. That's the problem. Which brings us to Alien Covenant. Now, here's the thing about Covenant. Dude, the thing about Covenant, Covenant is, like, has the worst crew to date, and that is saying something for the Alien franchise. Sure. Um, Covenant's a D-tier movie, too. 
both of those movies. But unlike Prometheus, which is like not a bad movie at all, it's just not a good alien movie. Uh-huh. This is just not a particularly good movie. <laughs> um, Covenant is just kind of a bad movie, but it's not Resurrection bad. Dude, give it a fucking F. Like, if you give fucking Resurrection an F. No, no. Resurrection's a fucking... Resurrection is such a fucking disgrace, it deserves to be down there all by itself. You can go fuck yourself, dude. Like, Which brings no us offense, to Predator. Out of all of the Alien franchise movies, Resurrection has the best alien action scenes and crew scenes by far actual lunatic no anyway not even close there's no way anybody agrees with you on this i don't give a shit nobody needs to because i'm right and i'm glad in that fact which brings us to predator okay predator is an eight an s tier movie predator is an s tier um if there was an s plus that's what predator would be yes thank you in fact something we can agree on I'm going to move it to the left in front of Alien because fuck that movie. It's better than that. It really Arnold's is. biceps are better than Alien. Dude, the fact that they has Arnold, Carl Weathers, and Jesse, the body, Ventura in that Damn bitch. Right. So good. I respect that you said it right. No problem. Predator 2. Mm. This is a D-list movie. Predator D? Predator's a D. I wouldn't give it a D. Yeah, fuck that movie. I would I I liked watching it a lot better than I did Prometheus. Like at least bump that bitch up to a C, bro. That's a disgrace. You know you had more enjoyment watching that fucking movie than Prometheus and Alien Cover. Okay, but I also had more enjoyment watching Alien 3 than Predator 2. So this is what we're gonna do. Alien 3 just got promoted to B. Predator <laughs> 2 is a C. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll allow this, um, if only for the fact that Predator 2 gives us some really dope lore for the Predator. Oh, yeah. Dope lore, amazing weapons, and Gary Busey gets cut up in a uh, butcher shop. Yeah, it's just not a particularly great movie. Now, it's fine. Predators. Predators is actually on the same tier as Alien, so that's a B. Okay. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, because Predators, it seems like they're trying to go back to their roots um and trying to um not show off the predator as much and make like the fact that it's so elusive and that it's always watching as the main star of its the the character of the predator um and making us as the audience align with the people that are being hunted like they just got dropped on this planet and we have to figure out what the fuck's going on So that leaves us to three movies. The Predator, which we will watch next week, and AVP 1 and 2. Now, I will tell you, I've already seen these movies, and from what I remember, The Predator is going to be a C-tier movie. And both AVP movies are an F. (laughs) So... That would mean that my current ranking as of today would be Predator, then Alien, then Aliens, Alien 3, Predators, Predator 2, The Predator, Prometheus, Alien Covenant, Alien Resurrection, AVP, AVP 2. Jesus Christ. And really, I should create an F-tier for Alien Resurrection. 
Good fuck you. You know what? Add a row below. Jesus Christ. F minus minus minus. Wow. Just for Alien Resurrection. Wow. That's the tier list, ladies and gentlemen. Even AVP and AVP2 are better than that piece of shit, Alien Good Resurrection. Lord. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm, I'm going to defend my position for a second. Okay. All right. Alien Resurrection, regardless of the entertainment value that you might find in that movie, which I don't understand, but I'll allow because everybody has their own preference, right? Okay. All right. The script is bad. The acting yeah. is bad. Basically, everything about the movie is bad. It's like The Room, where it's so bad that you just kind of laugh at it, enjoy it anyway. But I don't. And so for me, that movie is just dog shit. Now. All right. Now. That's my personal opinion. And going along with that, at least the AVP movies give us aliens and predators fighting each other. So regardless of how bad they are, that automatically makes them a little bit better than Alien Resurrection. So it stands down there in the F minus 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 tier all by Jesus time. Christ. How? <sighs> okay. All right. In fact, we're, we're just going to rename this extra F minus minus minus. That's so super we just, unnecessary. Super duper clear. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That uh, that movie is complete garbage. Okay, gotcha. And um, just for posterity, in case I change my mind, I'm gonna go ahead and post this list in the Discord so that everybody can see it. Um, and yeah, here we go. Don't so, John. With all that being said, what do you give Predators? Hmm. I give Predators a seven. Could you give me a gun? Could could you give me a gun? Come on, man. Give me a gun. You give me a fucking gun. Out of ten. Okay. I respect that. Um, I personally, I think there's a lot of redeeming value in this movie, and I think there's a lot of problems with it. Let's see. Okay, perfect. So there's uh there's ten characters in this movie, and um, let's see here. Perfect. Um, so I'm gonna give this movie seven useless characters out of ten. Wow. I can't wait till next week. Have you have you ever seen The Predator? Uh, I don't I remember. I think this I might hope, be one of not. the only movies I have not seen in this franchise. Oh, I really hope that's true. Um, because I only really remember vague parts about this movie. But, uh, man, it is going to be something to behold. And behold it, we will. Until next week, as always, have fun out there.